of We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker recap podcast. I'm recording this very close to the microphone in honor of a bit the boys did last night after the drop concert during their Q&A. Did any of you boys have an opportunity to watch the drop concert? Joe, how are you today? Did you see the drop concert? I'm good. I uh, did not watch the drop concert, and I may check it out soon. Uh, there it appears there's a link still available to, to check it out, so I will do that soon, but did not do it. I'm fine otherwise. Good. Um, I'm sure we're not going to talk about something that Tim brought up today in his morning letter that just came out, which was the football games last weekend. We're just going to leave that alone because nobody here wants to feel sick to their stomachs for what happened to our beloved Buffalo Bills. Even Mike Tucci is feeling it out there in Rochester. And uh, Tucci, tell us. How do you feel? How you been the last couple of weeks? Hello. I've been good. I've been good. Yeah, sick to my stomach after last weekend. Football matches, um, but I'm doing good. No drop concert for me. I'm in, I'm in baby land over here doing stroller mm. research, car seats. Lamaz. Lamaz classes. Um, yeah, so... Things are are definitely different for me. Um, getting used to uh, used to this change of pace. Well, that should be very exciting for well, you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did watch the drop concert last night. I'm working these nights, so all this stuff that happens late at night, I'm just firing it up, and I. I did plan. I did say when I I'd said, "Hey, let's record on Sunday," because I saw there was going to be a weekend of OHL stuff that I thought it would be good to jam in, since we're a little behind and we're a couple weeks back again. So I'm going to quickly talk about the drop concert and the the following Q and A, um, without spoiling too much. I mean, do you guys care about spoilers? I mean, you know. Let's just let's just say I'm, I think they've already announced some things, but there's a few special guests, including uh, Mac DeMarco um, playing some guitar, and uh, there's a rapper who I can't remember his name, but he comes in and does some hip hop. It's about 28 minutes long, so it's not a crazy grind. I think the last one was was maybe double that, and it was just the last drop concert was like a live. They had done it once live, you know what I mean? And then they turned mm -hmm. it into a movie. They edited over it. Whereas this one was shot and it was explained later that they filmed for like five hours of a drop concert. And then they went in and took their best parts and edited it all together. So it's a seamless, cool drop concert experience. And then they gave it the classic sort of, it really reminds me of kind of, you know, kind of early to mid awesome show style edit stuff that Doug used to do when they would kind of skits out on, you know, when just some of the episodes would break down into just, you know, just like kind of weirdness, colors, digital hash, 
fucking words popping up, little things popping up all over the place. It was a completely different style edit than Ben Levin's 3D kind of insanity that he did. Um, but it's very in the world and uh, pretty enjoyable. And I think um, with the ability to kind of post edit and add sounds and add little things, they hired actors. I mean, there's all sorts of shit going on. Um, you know, Sarah Sherman shows up for a minute, all these dancers and sword swallowers and all sorts of silly stuff like that. Tim plays and sings a little bit. So it's a much more free, insane thing. There's a drone circling around. And um, so it was cool. You know what I mean? I don't think it could have been much longer. It would have maybe start, you know, maybe outweigh its welcome at, at some point. But I will say that the Drop Concert 2 definitely worth a watch and then the over two hours two and a half hours of q a i didn't get through all of it but i got through most of it i think i only have about 10 minutes left i just had thrown it on and was kind of you know doing some bullshit around my little hotel room here at the end of the night and um a lot of good calls there i mean a lot of solid calls a lot of interesting conversations um and tim even debuted a song off of his new record uh where he him and kurt vile play a song together and he debuted this song um which was fun to hear it happened pretty late into the thing so if you want to scroll through you know if you don't have three hours to watch the whole drop concert and the whole q a although i do think it was a worthwhile it felt like, you know, one of those original sort of game night style things, but, you know, it's Tim sitting down and Doug and Vic are there and a lot of people call in and ask questions about how it was made and what was going on there. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I thought it was pretty good. There was just some good, decent calls. And I think because the questions were coming in for Doug and Vic mostly, um, it led to some interesting conversations uh, that we don't usually get things about editing styles and you know stuff like that the director of the thing came on and, and talked for a while so um i would recommend it i, I would recommend the, the whole watch if you if you get some time or if you just want to throw it on in the background um i mean definitely watch the drop concert like you, you kind of got to watch that closely because it has a lot yeah. of uh you know a lot of shit going on but it sounds really cool um Doug had actually mentioned, you know, he kind of said, like, I like these moments of the drop concerts that are a little more mellow, where like me and Vic are kind of having a conversation with our drops. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's kind of what we've been saying recently about the drop concerts that we like those kind of smaller moments that are less the crazy dance party, like fucking, you know, kind of stuff gets a little, can be a little grating. And I think sometimes they actually reach some points that are actually kind of beautiful with some nice, uh, you know, minimalist tones and then just like single clip drops. And um, so they kind of leaned into some of that and made it, uh, Doug had reworked some, some melodies and loops and they came prepared with some more musical stuff. So it wasn't just Sometimes, you know, when they're just at the end of an episode, just going to town on their keyboards and just whatever it can, you know, there maybe isn't much of a melody or something to it. It's just kind of a mess. But 
uh, this was a little more thought out and it uh, sounded that way. So uh, that's my Riru drop concert. Great job, guys. Um, <clears throat> Office Hours East. Sorry, I watched this on Friday. And did anybody watch this? It's just too much. I know it's, it's too, too much, much content. So we, much content. Yeah. I know Joe definitely didn't watch it, but um, <laughs> I watched Office Hours East. It was a good. It was a good time. I, I enjoyed it. Um, quickly, the host, baby. quickly, quickly, uh, they had um, they had a guy who does all this insane paper mache, who's friends with John Glazer, which was kind of interesting. Uh, these like real elaborate paper mache things that when you see it's like what that whole thing is out of paper mache so that was kind of cool and um football was on who i think does a good job different from slice but i think she's also very funny i had some there were some good laughs he did a whole bit about stealing an idea from his daughter's his daughter like made some little art things and i don't know just went on and on and then uh there was a there was a segment at the end that was try to make John Glazer cry and um, I thought it was pretty funny and uh, actually producer Matt called in and it was like legit try to make him cry try to tell him like a sweet story or something you know heartbreaking or sad or whatever and and see what happens and uh, so Office Hours East watched it now sorry uh, let's get into the shows I want to go backwards or sort of simultaneous with these last two episodes but i think this episode that just happened is a little fresher in my mind probably fresher in all of our minds and uh, i thought it was a banger for the most part because they did the old classic not gonna reveal who the guest is and then i thought they did a pretty nice job with the reveal um but it started off with uh the boys wearing oversized fedoras because of Vic's big head. Um, and we noticed, uh, you know, Vic, uh, or uh, you know, Vic had a dog there. And I can't remember how much, um, you know, do we want to get into Paris Hilton? Do we want to get into Joe Rogan already? I think there's a big conversation there. Um, quickly, thoughts on let's just go with with Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon okay did you guys were you guys aware of this thing I saw this getting all the love on Twitter not the love all the hate on Twitter before they brought it up um Tim had a very the pretty much the same take that most people had that was like the world is ending like what is this like the absurdity of life is you know just, just what is this what have we come to kind of a reaction to that did you guys see that, or was the show the first time you saw that, Joe? The, the okay. <laughs> uh, I did not see that, uh, and I wasn't paying attention to any of that, and uh-huh. uh, I still really didn't follow up with <laughs> knowing more about it. So it sort of just went by me as, oh yeah, it sounds like pop culture baloney, and. Uh, if somebody doesn't like something, it then it blows up on Twitter and becomes a big thread that I usually miss and don't care about. So I don't know. It's just, it's you, I mean, okay, well, I mean, just let's talk more generally about NFTs. Are you aware of this NFT craze, Joey? Because you're an artist, so I'm wondering if you're that aware. I'm aware. 
I'm aware and I feel like it, it seems like a scam and yeah. I'm not interested really. I feel like the people that are pushing it are probably the people that make the most money off of it and, uh, you know, and everybody else is probably getting screwed over somehow. So I, I don't really care to do anything about it other than, you know, watch it probably crash and burn at some point. People lose money and cry about it. I don't know. I don't really care. Yeah. The fact that I think the thing that was um, sort of interesting about it is that for one, Paris Hilton, who has like very little relevance these days as a guest on Jimmy Fallon to talk about NFTs, it's just kind of an absurd thing. And for them to kind of be sharing their stupid, you know, little digital artworks that they paid like 200 grand for um, that don't even really exist. They just are an owned. I mean, he owns that NFT, which is a just a, you know, like a that it's like not even the digital file like anybody can go and take that digital file uh but he owns like the idea of it or, or something so it's very very stupid um i'm not getting involved i have some friends and stuff some idiot friends that are getting involved because they see it as a possibility you know it's just like the stock market or bitcoin or anything it's like okay well Oh, I see these cool pieces of NFTs coming out. Like new companies have NFTs. I mean, yeah, they're probably companies, but people or whatever are releasing these little things. And if you think that they're cool enough that if you get one for cheap, then you can sell it for more. You know what I mean? It's like getting in on the ground floor of this uh, stupid thing. Tucci, NFTs. You're a you're a digital media, digital visual man. What do you think? Trash. Trash. Yeah. Trash. trash. Pure trash. Um, okay. Yeah. Pure trash. Um, there a lot of people in my life, um, maybe not like close friends, but maybe former colleagues or uh, people that I'm associated with are involved um, mm. collecting them. And uh, so I'm fascinated by, by it. I, I've I've done I've done some research, just kind of like there's um uh, there's a YouTube channel called Folding Ideas, and he did like a two hour uh, editorial uh, on NFTs. Um, really highly recommended for anyone who doesn't know about them. Then you know two hours is a lot, but that's maybe all you need to do to kind of <laughs> kind of uh, check yourself out. Um, so yeah, Paris Hilton in on Jimmy Fallon and you know them relating to each other over NFTs is just, you know, the perfect shit soup. It's just that's not so not surprised to see that at all. Um I didn't I wasn't familiar with that segment until office hours, but um mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I that's my opinion. I you know agree with Tim you know, it's just don't really care for it. Cryptocurrency. I mean, I think it's kind of hard to ignore, uh, at this point. Um, mm. I don't, you know, I'm not, uh, I, I invest like a, you know, your grandparents would invest, you know, I don't really yeah. mess with that stuff, but big Coca-Cola yeah, guy. That that's yeah, sure. Yeah. Like Microsoft blue chip. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's a, it's a silly sure, world we've gotten ourselves to, I think the other big hitter to get to, 
and I want to bring it up just because it was also in Tim's letter. It was the kind of the main focus of Tim's letter this morning is, um, and this goes, this ties into the Jordan Peterson on Joe Rogan and the Neil Young and now Joni Mitchell pulling their stuff from Spotify. And Tim is now hitting this uh, crisis of his own and wondering whether he should pull his office hours or his music or something off Spotify. Um, but yeah, this Joe Rogan thing has kind of blown up a little bit. I mean, Spotify lost, I think they lost $4 billion, some insane amount of, uh, you know, they're worth a shit ton of money, but like their evaluation of their, um, company, like took a huge hit because Neil Young said, we're taking our, he's taking his music off. He kind of, he, he was like, if you're, if you have Joe Rogan, you don't have Neil Young. And one of the, one of the people were, you know, a lot of people were commenting, like, do you think that they're going to choose Neil Young over? And I think Tim had reiterated that that isn't the point. Um, Neil Young wasn't trying to get Joe Rogan taken off of there. Neil Young does have ulterior motives. He does have his own uh, music, digital music service and uh, MP3 Zoom Zoom player kind of a thing that he hawks. So it could, you know, I could see Neil Young doing that as a smart way to say, hey, got a new album, got this. If you don't want to use Spotify, you could use my own personal kind of Spotify thing that I have. So thoughts on that, Tooch? Yeah, we, I mean, we done Apple Music too, though. Anyone who's listened to like Office he, Hours, it, it, anyone listening to Office Hours is well aware of the the um, uh, stance on Spotify. We've been shitting on Spotify for years, you know, well before Joe Rogan ever had a deal uh, with it, you know, like Tim has. And, you know, Tim, they've had guests on you know, like the, the, that, um, uh, that, that corporation or, uh, sorry, that, um, nonprofit organization who, who supports musical artists and they came on, you know, and, and mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. yeah, spoke yeah, more about yeah. Spotify. So yeah, I, I, how do I feel about, I mean, yeah, I'm all about, I'm all about it. If we, if, if it, you know, gets any attention at all, um, you know, it's like, it seems like Bruce Springsteen's Joni Mitchell. Like there's a, there's a group of people, I think, you know, I don't know. Do you use Spotify? I do use Spotify, but I also am like working on building a collection that I, that a physical media that I own, um, because I I would like to not, uh, use Spotify, you know, soon, you know, I come kind of trending that way. So I don't know. I'd be interested. I I read Tim's letter and I wouldn't like to hear what Matt has to say about it. Um, 20%, they would, the office hours would lose 20% of their listeners. That's. It's a pretty big number, I think. Um, but I'm all for the message. I don't think I'm he said they would lose. I don't think he said they would lose them. He said 20 percent of them listen on Spotify. So okay, would they so find it another way? Probably. They and they would. Yeah, I think maybe most of them would. They maybe so, lose. Course, maybe they maybe they would lose five. five you know, five. I don't know. I don't yeah. even think they'd lose them. But whatever. Uh, I think it's a good. I I do think though this kind of form of protest is can be powerful. Um, listen, and I, and I, I, I am I yeah my stance is. I'm not a rich musician that can just make choices like that. I, I unfortunately Spotify is an extremely user friendly. Like I've tried some of the other ones and they're just trash. I'm sorry, Apple music. You're not, you're, you're late. I'm sorry. I've just been using Spotify for too long. I'm going to continue to use it unless something crazy happens. I'm down with the music industry taking control back. I've said a long time ago, if record labels didn't all, sell their souls to Spotify a long time ago, they would be able to have their own streaming services. You could have 
a merged streaming service. You could have some of these littler things combined. They could get together and make their own little apps and it would be annoying. Trust me, it would be more annoying than just having Spotify, which basically has everything minus Neil Young and Joni Mitchell. I'm going to be fine without those guys on it. I'm not going to switch my streaming service to go find their music. If I need to listen to them, I'll, I'll find a way. But um, I understand their protests and I think it is powerful and I think it is the most important thing here, guys, is just to make the world aware that Joe Rogan's a piece of shit. I mean, that's what we're really talking about yes. here at the end of the day. So yes. regardless of Spotify, it's all about Joe Rogan and it's all about how he's their poster boy, um, which is kind of gross. But Spotify's just chasing the money like anybody else. So I don't know, yes. Joe, thoughts on this? Yeah, um, personally speaking, I use Spotify, uh, as you know, and uh, um, I love it because of the exposure to so many different kinds of music and artists and things that I would never be able to afford to just find in other ways. I feel like it's helpful to many artists that don't, you know, now can be discovered instead of people going out in the olden days and just bootlegging everything. Now it's just there and you can find things that you didn't know about. And I feel like it helps in a way, even though it, doesn't give money back there's still like usefulness about it so joe okay, loves spotify well, <laughs> i i do i love spotify i think there's many them, good think. things about spotify but i also think it's it, it would be a good thing if more art, like big artists left spotify and made spotify rethink their plan about everything i realize they're following the money i realize all that and you know, I don't see how they're just going to keep Neil Young and not and and get rid of Joe Rogan. That would cause quite a malfunction of like the whole world. I guess would react to that, and it would be uh, some sort of crazy world landscape we'd fall into of where people would be freaking out. So I don't know. I feel like I hope more artists sign up to cancel their music off of Spotify and Spotify is forced to do things that they don't want to do. And, uh, possibly we have other ways of getting music besides Spotify in the future. Um, what would you guys think? You I've, I've, I've thought about calling, um, I've thought about calling into office hours and asking if Tim would go on Joe Rogan and like talk to him. Do you think that that would be like, you know, in, I think in that's a, what we're getting closer to. I thought about that this past week. I know, but I do, think you think, he, do you think he would do it? Yes. You do? Yeah. I yes. think, I think they need to have a showdown. Like, I think that's almost what we're working towards here. The past two episodes have been all about just Joe Rogan. I feel like we're being led to this place of where he and almost. Yeah, has to because it, the Rogan bros are all, you know, wanting there to be a fight, you know, not get in the ring, but, you know, get in a verbal ring. I think I, I like think we're setting why, up for it. Why Tim may not do that is because Tim. I don't I think it would be a little hard for him to go in and just be. Uh, you know, real aggressive, like I think if he was like in the room with the guy and talking to him, he'd probably realize that he's a human being and just to like call him a piece of shit to his face is maybe a little harder than uh 
you know, he'd probably want to, it would probably be more difficult. It's like, it's a lot well, easier to just call somebody the worst person ever than just to do it in their face. I don't, I don't think that Joe Rogan, I think, I think one of the problems with Joe Rogan is that he, he kind of kowtows to whatever his guests or whoever his guests, you know, audience is. So he kind of like molds and like kind of, uh, you know, adapts to the guest and I, he's not, I don't think he's going, you know, it wouldn't be like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be, yeah, he wouldn't make it easy for Tim to be a dick to him. To him. He'd probably be nice right. to him and it would probably be right. difficult. And I that's think, why I don't, yeah, that's I, why I wonder if Tim already sees through that and is like, you know what? I probably wouldn't go on because I wouldn't be able to do what I would like right. to do. Maybe. I think, yeah, I, th I think you might be right. I still think Tim would do it, but maybe if he's thinking that way, thinking a couple steps ahead, would it be, what would, what would it actually solve or would it even be entertaining? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would like be to see uh, yeah, a Joe Rogan appearance maybe. on office hours. I think that, that would be uh, Does he go on podcast? I, I doubt I don't it. Know if he doesn't. No, but, but He's listen, he has Jordan week, Peterson yeah. on for four hours. Like, I think that he could have Tim Heidecker on. I mean, he's not getting, he gets some names, obviously, but these days, a lot of people are not, you know, he gets fucking weirdo, you know, conspiracy guys. Like, Tim Heidecker's a, pretty, a plenty big enough name to go on Joe Rogan. So it's not like a far-fetched idea. And if Joe Rogan wants to, like, he must know at this point about what's going down out it there. It certainly does, yeah. And yes. uh, so... And they're even so to, to move forward a little bit in this uh, thing, let's let's just move forward in the episode because this kind of ties into Joe Rogan. The fact that our special guest, uh, Hamilton Morris, who I guess is a regular on Joe Rogan, I didn't know that. But this little transition here, I thought was pretty fun. It got me for a second here. I was I was literally concerned for Vic's health for a moment here. You know, um, I quickly I, knew it was a gag, but I thought Vic did a nice acting job, like acting as a, a freaking out guy. You know, they they were like showing him and they didn't like cut close to him. It was like on the wide shot. And like, I thought all the guys did a good job. Like, are you all right, Vic? And he was like, he was like, no, I just need a second. And I was like, OK, and, and I guess maybe about 45 seconds into it, I was like, all right, this is going to be a bit. Um, I thought it turned out to be a really funny bit. And they, you know, they, they used the, uh, you know, psychedelics we've been talking about for weeks now and, and tied that in. And, um, you know, we all, we all know what happened. Vic took a break and went outside, but he took the Vic vision. That was a big giveaway too. I'm going to take my Vic vision with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know where this was going. I don't, I didn't know that, um, I didn't know that Hamilton Morris was going to be on the show. So when they went down this hole, and um when they said does anybody in the zoom audience like know how to you know know anything about psychedelics i was like oh shit like i kind of kind of like was putting it together in my own head and i was like oh that would be great and he would be a great guest and, and obviously he was um did this guy did this get you at all guys this little vic transition they they get me they they always get me with this stuff, man. I I you know I have you were to be scared. honest. <laughs> yeah, I have to be honest. You're right. This it when they when the Vic the Vic vision came up, yeah, that that's when I re realized that it was a bit. But they 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 even you know as soon as Vic said he wasn't feeling well, I immediately thought about Doug actually having a real issue three years ago, and they brought that up, and I'm like, uh -huh. oh shit, like maybe yeah, what is what's happening? Is Vic okay? And then 
Matt's getting then, migraines yeah. and, you know. Yeah, man. And COVID uh, it was I mean, great. Like Joking about the, people like not feeling well is like, you know, it's an easy one to get away with. And then I, and then I was thinking that he brought up Vic Vision. Then, I, you know, like I realized that Vic was in Joshua Tree a few weeks ago. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so there's that footage, and, which is great. And the reveal of Hamilton, um, it was really well done. Really well done. Um, we can get into Hamilton they, a bit, they, but then, uh, yeah. Joseph, they they uh, did a little bit of like preemptive like talking about different things early on to like set up that this was gonna go this way. Like he was saying, oh, I've had gummies, and like there, like I when I went back and listened to the whole app again, like I watched this live. I was a little worried for Vic in the moment too. And I was fooled by that. And then <laughs> as it unfolded, I was like, Oh, this is great. You know? And I watched the whole thing in awe, you know, but when I went back and listened to it again, I was hearing a lot of the little setup that was happening throughout the beginning of the episode for just, so it wouldn't be like, you know, a, where Vic is just like, I'm not feeling too well. Like, it was it was fun. It was fun yeah, how they got there. They talked Same. about the uh, the microdosing that you know they kind of got a little more into the microdosing. I think right mm-hmm. is that what they did? Yeah, earlier. Yeah, episode? there there was like really good lore and like canon building up recently with Office Hours, and of course it's like it's nothing. Nothing is going to be as deep as on cinema as a you know a written show like that. But um, man, it pay it pays to be a regular listener to Office Hours because mm-hmm. when things like this happen, the payoff is great. It really is, and super entertaining. Um, I wasn't I thinking. I wasn't thinking that Vic, like when he wasn't starting to feel well. I my first thought wasn't, oh, maybe he took a little too much of his microdose. I was just thinking, oh shit, no, is no, he no. like, is he having a nervous breakdown, or is he having yes. you know, something really bad happening? Yeah, he's gonna have a fucking stroke or a heart attack. Like, yeah. Jesus. So, okay, so Vic's okay, and listen, like you said, I love the the fact that they must have thought about this far ahead enough for Vic to go film himself you know yeah and I don't know if they like used the footage like and that, it was Vic's they, voice like I, I don't know how they did that but it was put together pretty well because it was if still- you watch the if you watch the, the the show that um the pharmacopoeia show I feel like the footage they shot looks a lot like what they do in that show of like they do all those weird camera effects and those uh-huh. like desert shots with horny the, shit yeah yeah, like all that shit is part of that show. If you and so it was, I felt felt like it was purposely done to call out to that mm-hmm. exact thing. So, okay, so Hamilton perfect. Morris comes in to save the day. Talk about a great, perfect kind of guest for office hours. Love this. Um, love Hamilton Morris. Can listen to him talk about drugs for hours and like having. And I don't think I've ever heard and I don't think I've ever like went and like listened to an interview with him. I've just seen the show. I haven't seen all the show, but I've seen a bunch of it. And it's really one of those things where he's the type of guy you that I want to just like have for an hour to ask him all sorts of questions. Very similar to what the guys were asking, like, you know, what kind of drugs are you making? What's going on with psychedelic drugs right now? Uh, can you do anything to sober up? Could, how, what's the highest you've ever been? All those kind of stupid questions are the same kind of questions I'm thinking, you know what I mean? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. And uh, just hearing him speak about it, similarly to how when Tim talked about his mushroom trip last episode, um, 
again, just makes you feel, I don't know. It's just like this whole psychedelic kind of thing that's going on in the world is very uh, intriguing. And I, I'm just here for it. I'm here for the psychedelics and uh, you can keep talking about it. I know it's a big Rogan thing. And I know it's a big, you know, that those other kind of boys, those man boys are, are, are into the psychedelics as well. But I don't care. I have my own like history with it. So I'm always interested to hear about it. And I have friends doing ayahuasca and, you know, I, I do wish we would have got into some of that kind of stuff because that I feel like ayahuasca is one thing they don't besides a couple that, of puns here and there. They, they, they don't. That's they don't like a Duncan deep. Trussell territory. Yeah, I, I don't fucking know. But what did oh, you guys you think of the Rogan? Yeah, listen to I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do that. But what did you, what did you guys think of this uh, appearance by Hamilton Morris? I loved it. I actually probably watched almost the entire series, and uh, I really also loved that show. And um, it, it's like a very fascinating to see him uh, Morris get on there and. And be able to answer all these goofy sort of questions from Tim and the boys, and it was a it was a really fun. It, it, like he was on for a while, and it went by fast because it was just entertaining. I almost didn't want him ever to go. It was and uh, it was um, it was just a lot of fun. And uh, you know, if anyone hasn't seen that show, it's really entertaining and almost if you get worried watching this fucking show because it's as tim sort of iterated like don't you worry about you know uh, having trouble taking all these drugs but i guess you know he addressed that so you know uh yeah it's a great it was a great episode to have him on there and um you know good guest i hope that they talk more with him and and last week we were talking about this and maybe even a few weeks now we've been talking about this and I think the only thing I would ever want to do, I wouldn't want to be licking any fro- frog, you know, uh, any frogs anytime soon. But I maybe would try like a DMT or something like that because the shortness. It's it's just like a short thing that you can do, and you're not going to, you know, be you know, tripping for days and days like some of the talks went went on. So I have heard some horror stories so, yeah, about friends of mine that have done DMT though. I my I have a friend that was like famously like screaming and saying he was gonna die and you know just like some bad shit like those that two minutes <laughs> I guess feels like two hours like it doesn't matter your brain is yeah. tricked even though it I listened to a long. podcast of people doing it on the podcast like and uh, a comedian named Ryan Singer and another comedian they both like did it on their podcast for like the audio. And that was an interesting listen. I'll, I'll say that much. And Shit. it it does sound very intense, intense and scary. If you're, but if you're with the right people and they're, you got like someone there, kind of like you, you have somebody that, like the shaman for the ayahuasca. If yeah. you have somebody who's experienced, they're not, not going to let you. Yeah, it, yeah. you'll probably be in good hands, you know. But if you're just off by yourself, I feel like maybe that's not the best way to go about it. To have maybe a bad time with it, but so Tucci, yeah, I think it, that would be something I would consider trying. Tucci DMT. I don't have much more to add. 
Harrison Morris, you enjoyed that. Hamilton Morris enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't have much more to add. Uh, you guys covered it well. I very much enjoyed it, and I'm um, look. I'm going to go back and listen to uh, listen to it today. Um, I, I want to soak it in again. It was, it was very good, um, and I'm probably going to watch. I'm probably, I want to watch that whole segment again with uh, with Vic leading into Hamilton. Yeah, uh, very fun. good, very good. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think he was the perfect variety of. There was a couple laughs in there. There was also some good content, like just things I was like honestly interested in hearing about. I'm honestly interested in the fact that there's thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands of psychedelics and how drugs are, you know, lots of drugs they make have psychedelics in them that they're trying to take out. All that is fascinating. Like I just, I'm very, it's very interesting to hear that. I hear about that stuff. So making drugs, like you just don't hear about you know, you would never have like a pharmaceutical guy come into the show. So hearing somebody in a lab working with the chemicals like that is, is really cool. See you. Um, what else happened in this episode that we want to get into? You know, I don't think I have the time to talk about the American Library Association. I'm sorry. Uh, I just good for her. If you guys want to, you know, we all love the library. OK, we'd like to support the library. She was a nice gal. Um, I don't think I'm going to go around the horn and ask you guys about what you think about the, that appearance. I thought it was nice. I'm sure we all agree it was nice. Um, but to bring it back to the week before, Duo Tard came on, and they were the Kmart Dance Contest winners, um, which I think is a good way to uh, transition. Let's get the city of the day out of the way. Brought to you by Pimento Loaf. In honor of uh, poor old meatloaf croaking uh, this week, we had a very, you know, we had, you know, I don't, they, I don't think they usually hit like celeb deaths in this way, like the the right away too soon style joke. Um, but I don't care. The visuals of this one were very funny and very silly, and uh, you know. I, I didn't even know meatloaf was an un was a vaccine guy like I, I don't I didn't know that um so this was all uh you know it looks like Tucci uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you know all, with support from olive loaf which is a, like the guys they found to kind of be like just like ugly generic looking rockers uh to be these guys are very funny i would say the the work here um you know the graphics are always a treat they're always the graphics a treat. were a treat but they, these ones were specifically you know these ones were good like the the font for pimento loaf you know i think that's the is that the meatloaf font like i didn't know meatloaf meatloaf has a font <laughs> like the meatloaf the entity has a font family uh which obviously they found or purchased or something um which is a beauty uh, you must really love that tucci um i love it i love it great, yeah purchased uh well yeah well not sure it was purchased we don't want to assume that we, okay yeah. stolen you know yeah but uh, uh you never know you never know um so yeah they don't usually think? attack the uh the student they don't usually attack the dead people <laughs> um yeah but i think they did mention uh betty white again did you remember that part with the Betty White's I think that was maybe, celebration. I think that was maybe two up, episodes but... ago. Maybe. Maybe it was the previous app. 
where they it went maybe down was to Betty White. Duo Terror episode. Um, they brought it up again, and it was just signaling that it it keeps getting talked about. But well, and, they keep uh, talking about Betty White still being alive. <laughs> they're just keep yes, saying like, "Oh, she's I mean. yeah, yeah." They're just yeah, which is kind of funny. Um, uh, so okay, guys. I mean, where's are we? Are we uh, is, you guys love this one? Where is this on the board for you guys? I think this is a pretty high contender for me, actually. I like this one. No, oh man, you don't um, love it. I, I'm gonna say that uh, it's good. Is it as good as uh, Diarrhea Streets? Mm. Is it as good as Big Boy Cigarettes? Uh, <laughs> big Boy uh, <laughs> now, see, all, like big all boy day cig- cigarettes. Okay, well, Again, just, this is we'll transition into the previous episode okay, using okay, that. Okay. Okay. Great. The, Big Boy Sigs is a home run. Um, it's a home run. Speaking of graphics, the fuck the three yeah. sig a three three sigs in the is. pack is hilarious. Um, so I like pimento loaf, but Big Boy cigarettes, <laughs> Camel Big Boys, are just outrageous. Uh, they're very funny. Um, yeah. The the picture of the guy smoking a big fat cigarette is good. This one is not a pun. This is like a classic, just a stupid, you know, more of like a maybe Cinco product or just a dumb thing, which we don't. I love when we just get a dumb thing. Yeah, big cups. Exactly. Tom goes to the mayor, taking it all the way back. But uh, yeah, I love when we just get a dumb thing. You know what I mean? Like dumb things. It's good to mix it up. So I'm glad. I don't know if they're looking and they're saying, ah, it's been pun, pun, dead person pun. Let's do, you know, random idea thing. Um, so very funny. Uh, graphics were a home run. I, I, I can't remember the read, but I think the read was very good too. I think it was a, I think it was a strong contender. Definitely, I think, on the offie board um, along with, uh, and that was why I was wondering whether Pimento Loaf makes it. Pimento no, Loaf. I, Pimento does, Loaf. This ma- this, I think big, we all like big boy sigs. Joey, I want to say um, that I agree with the reading that the when he actually when Doug I think is coming up with most of these at this yeah. point, right? So sure. I would say that when he comes up with things that are like these silly products, those are funnier than just straight up puns and you know celebrities and you know those sort of you know weird uh, you mm-hmm. know things that they when when it's when it's an actual product like you know the the pumpkin patch and the big yes. boy cigarettes and you know when mm-hmm. we get that it's always i feel like a home run and then when it's not a home run it's usually a pun with some celebrity so uh steve miller land yeah so you know i, I guess it's worth you know playing around with all these ideas that the sometimes there's little... a mix sometimes there's like a mix that's perfect yeah. i think pumpkin patch is like a mix of a word play pun and a fun thing so that's that's why that's still so high Big boy cigarettes, no pun, just, just fun. No pun, I, yeah. just fun. No pun, just fun. Yeah, I think, um, I think I also like the term big boy. That that usually gets me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> love a big. I'm boy. also thinking uh, like it could be a call back or or a call forward to like a Joe Rogan smoking a cigar on his show constantly. Like is mm-hmm. just an obnoxious thing that that fucking dude is always doing, and so um, you know. Uh, you know, 
they're they're doing a product that is like smoking which is also like something that doesn't get advertised anymore uh, uh it's there was an idea you know there was a huge i had a huge laugh during the do you smoke cigars drop that came in i think it was during hamilton morris i, I can't remember um I even yeah. texted you guys. I said, you guys smoked. I said, I missed it. Cars? It was a big one. Everybody laughed and it was just like, it interrupted the middle of a something. Just, it seemed like we hadn't had a drop in a while. <laughs> and I think, I think that it was when Tim was talking to Hamilton about Rogan for a minute. And like Doug just slipped in a, <laughs> do you smoke cigars? And it, Everybody stopped and laughed, and I, I LOL'd, and I texted. I was like, that was fucking, that was a heavy hitter right there. So wait, for me and I guess listeners of the show, when when was it approximately? I want to say, I mean, I could look at the timestamp that I sent the text, but. Oh, sure, there were, yeah. There was a point in the interview with, with Morris, uh, Hamilton Morris, where he was being asked about being on Rogan and being in the spaceship and all that, mm-hmm. and then they started to talk about you know being on that show and some of the wacky people that are on the show too and then it, it led to like doug revealing that he like likes a crazy fucking madman of ufo guy that is uh-huh. where morrison's just like yeah i don't like any of the people on the show and ma- mainly bob lazar who's a fucking nut job and then doug's like oh i like that guy and it's just uh-huh. like revealing some other things about doug that we're we're constantly finding out that doug is like <laughs> Uh, a Rogan listener, and he also likes crazy people, and it's falling well, for just, all of it. He likes the UFO alien stuff. I mean, that that could be fun. That guy's a con man, though. That guy's totally, to- he's like, is probably more dangerous of a person than than Joe Rogan is by a lot. But okay, okay, so, okay, okay. So anyway, let's throw uh, let's throw Big Boy on the definite uh, offy list. And I'd say put Pimento Loaf on like a lower bracket, but maybe, it, you know, we'll see where we are at the end of the year. Um, uh, and you want to get, uh, do you smoke cigars as a drop? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I don't know. It's a drop they use all the time. It just, I thought it was very well-timed. It's not about like whether it's the best drop, but I mean, okay. it could go. I mean, I don't know because we don't think of them that often. Maybe you could throw it in there. Um, it's in. Okay, and so the drops tend to work when they are put in at the right time. You know, that's oh, it's all about timing, drop. all about yeah, timing. So. And when I feel like when they have a nice long conversation where they're not using them that often, and then suddenly one, it almost feels like one of the boys accidentally hits their button. You know, like and then you know, and then you get a funny drop out of nowhere. So, okay, um, duo tard. Now we can do this. All right, Tim and Eric were on Jeopardy. We're not going to talk about that, but a, a boy did call in with all the Jeopardy questions. Good job by him. Um, you know, well done. Let's see. Um, so now we're back to episode 191. I mean, we that. had, so we had, you know, just to finish 190. Yeah, we're going to finish off 191. Okay, we're going to finish it off. Let's talk about the Zoomer off. with the baby. The Zoomer with the baby was a good bit by Tim. Okay. Yes. He turned a pretty boring call into something uh, and they really all got a good kick out of it, which he did it again when they're laughing. I'm laughing. Yeah. So uh, sometimes the end of these episodes are like, I feel like Tim's energy is not (laughs) there. You know, he's just like, doesn't have the energy to come up with a bit or something, but he really was like, turned it around at the end of that episode and like went into a whole, 
he was almost like lazily doing it at first, if that makes sense. Like he was like, ah, oh, this guy, this kid's going to come back and, and kill me, you know, but then just like went with that idea and fleshed it out and acted out the parts. And, you know, they did, you know, knocks on doors and, you know, like really went all for it. So <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought that, you know, I don't know if that gets into like best zoom or something, but go ahead, Tooch. I did put it in there as best zoom, uh, best zoomer just because I want to be reminded of that that mm-hmm. segment. So I put that in. But yeah, you're right. He like re, re, revisited the bit. You know, he, he tried it out a little bit, thirty mm-hmm. seconds for whatever, and then went back and kind of like redid it with new energy. And and yeah, we don't really get these, you know, these these uh, bits from Tim late in the show. Like the James Carvel one was like, you know, that's like early on. And that's, mm-hmm. it usually happens within like that first half hour, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a really good end to the show, uh, which, yeah, you said typically kind of anticlimactic. It kind of just fades out. Mm-hmm. And we get we get the uh, mini drop concert. But um, I really did enjoy this. This was really, really funny. Um, and uh, yeah, that's uh, something to note, I think. Um, hard to it's categorize. Funny, it's funny but... to be saying that with that little baby, like, you know, yeah, with the, the baby... visual of the actual little baby sitting <laughs> there. great. Was, yeah. was very funny and this, but this baby like she, now if she, if this girl stays a fan this baby will have this <laughs> could you imagine growing up and being told when you're like 15 that like you know i gotta show you this thing like when you were a baby you were on this podcast and <laughs> tim heidecker you know that guy who just died that nobody liked um that, now no he lives wasn't, in canada and he's he wasn't an nice. man and you gotta go get him yeah now you gotta yeah, go he wasn't find nice. him he was yeah, very, he, very influential, very influential but not but, nice, but not nice. Um, so yeah, that, that was all very funny. Um, Joe loved it. Yeah, I did. Uh, I like to imagine Tim like leaving the world and going, living in Canada in like a log cabin and just being like an old man who's like lost his marbles a little bit. And then that whole thing playing out as he explained, but I like thinking about that. I do think oftentimes after we take the break and we go to to the second part of the episode that it's all zoomers and it's sort of like not as an exciting part of the show we end up with just a lot of chatty things rambling things not so much comedy and so this was a big comedy moment that usually we don't get so i would say yes that um this was a good yeah uh, way to end a show for once we get some real bonus content the in the second part the imitation of of tim old man tim like you said to be more specific he says like "Eh, i'm thinking about putting up a kayak this summer and like he he like you know i thought the real specific dumb things he was saying about like he's just taking life so slow that like it's gonna take him all year to maybe maybe put up a kayak or i'm sorry a hammock not a kayak he's gonna put up a hammock and uh you know, the, just those, just those little, little touches of like, but I don't, maybe not, you know, maybe I won't get to it because I'm, you know, I don't know that that was, that was a home run for me. Okay. Fucking duo tard, not offensive. They wear leotards. This has nothing to do with tards. Okay. This is just has to do with leotards. Although it was confused in the, uh, in the previous episode. Okay. Let's start with the dance contest because I think this was the big, uh, this is a big thing here. Um, uh, okay. So expectations for the dance contest for me, extremely low. Uh, whereas I thought the performances 
were very charming, like very good. I told you guys. You did, Tucci, but I mean, okay. I'm glad they did what they did. There was no chance I was going to be like seeking these out online and watching them one at a time. So good job on them to like cut together a whole highlight reel of all the the ones that were sent in. I'd say almost every one was good. I, I, I was when they showed the 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 rip later on, you know, of like, oh, and here's everybody else. I was like, man, a lot of those could have made it. It was, uh, you know, kind of surprising maybe some of the choices that they went with. I mean, some of them clearly deserve to be there, but there was a couple questionable calls in there. Um, and I thought a lot of people did really good work. So I'll just say fucking A to the OHL community coming out and dancing to that silly song, uh, really putting them, putting yourselves out there. Good for you guys dancing in front of a camera and sending that into a community like that so silly i don't know how many people are going to be doing that kind of a thing you know like i know it's easy for me to say but um because i kind of have a whole instagram based on that but it is not you know are you doing that tucci are you gonna get up and do like a cornball dance you know like (laughs) to that song and um no i don't really think that's my thing but I, i do appreciate it yeah. And uh, yeah. once I heard they were going to do that, knowing the song um, mm-hmm. and liking it as much as I do, I, I just had a feeling that it was going to be a, a pretty, it turned out to be a pretty entertaining uh, segment. And it was, okay. yes. Yeah. So you agree. You liked, you liked the dancers. Did you, did you guys have any, um, have any dark horses or did you agree with duo Tard winning? I, I do agree that they blew the order of things. Having that be first, mod on. Why is Matt always screwing that up? Oh. I mean, it was so like <laughs> not thought out in a good way at all. Like, put the best video first. Also, like, tell everybody that that's what won immediately. <laughs> like, it, th- that yeah, was so like yeah. Very Let's all funny. give it a ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, okay, maybe put that one third or fourth. Maybe you know, uh, mix it in there somehow. You know, give us a give us a solid eight. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole segment was funny. The rating of each one was funny. Um, you know, so you got, we, we like talking this. through each video was, it was a good amount of entertainment of like them, but them also being very nice. I felt like, yeah, yeah. Well, could, I mean, what are you going to do shit on somebody? Like, it'd be so mean to, you no, know, it, it, it's such a nice I thing. I don't you know? mean that they have to shit on people, but yeah, I was half expecting a little shitting on because the one guy, Resnick, gave something like a low score, and I was like, yeah, maybe you five. know, you gotta, <laughs> he only had yeah, five. You gotta and give ten, somebody yeah. a, a I bad think, score. I think the voting system and kind of like the showcase of it left a little bit to be desired, but I don't think it's about that. It's about engaging with the community, and I think it was a huge success. Yeah, I was thinking. I don't know where this fits in in Offy World. If we have a just best kind of segment kind of a thing but i don't know maybe just put it somewhere tooch and we could figure out a place for something like this yeah uh, i mean we have like a best, best like community of... maybe there's like a best community uh moment or, or something i mean maybe it's be... just not covered in our office that it, maybe it's just one of these things that you don't have to address <laughs> there you go well listen i go. think it listen the office is all about celebrating the best moments of the year so i think that there's like a whether there's some sort of a mention of, I just think the, duo, the, they could be like the best duo zooms, you know, 
No, because I like their call occurred. was their call was their call was fine that week. I thought they actually did a pretty funny job. Um, they're strange, strange people. Um, they did seem like they were out of a Tim and Eric sketch or something. Um, but um, no, I, I just I think when the community gets involved in this way, which is kind of rare, um, you know what you know what else could be in the, the, this list is the uh, the the uh, the bowl raffle. You know, so something like that where the the community sure. is involved. I I don't know. You, I just want to give love to I'm things you. that are good. I, I don't I don't know. Like this was this was like a different. special feature. Okay. It's yeah. A special An honorable mention to that keeps. Yeah. It goes through the thread of the show and it spans a couple shows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm with you. I think I, that makes sense to me. Whatever. Um. So. Let's see what the fuck else happened here that we care about. Um, we talked about big boy cigarettes. Okay, Alan Resnick was the guest. Um, thought he did a great job. Um, very low key, uh, very kind of dry, sarcastic sort of dude. Thought fit in with the world well. I think that Tim knows him enough to like, you know, treat him with the right amount of respect and disrespect, if that makes sense, where it's just like, you know, can kind of say anything to the guy and it's not, you know, it's not going to be weird or anything. Um, what'd you guys think of Res Nick? He, he had this YouTube channel called, uh, Alan tutorial, mm -hmm. which, um, which I was a fan of years ago, many years ago. And, uh, I think he was on the pound cast before, if I'm not mistaken. I think I remember him from the, either the pound cast or another podcast in this, like, you know, um, sure. Sounds about right. Um, so yeah, I, I do like Alan Resnick a bit. Um, I, I like him quite a bit. Um, his 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 appearance on this podcast, I don't know. I'm, he he said that he was uncomfortable. I don't know. I, he maybe seemed like he genu uh, genuinely was at times, um, but he seems like a sweet guy, and mm -hmm. uh, he he makes me laugh. Alan tutorial, look it up on YouTube. Pretty yeah. pretty interesting form of art. I would I would say that at first that uh, you know he seemed nervous. He was saying I would just want to be a fly on the wall, and I don't do characters. And he started doing a silly voice and all that. And and then mostly I forgot that he was even there for most of the episode until late late in like the second half of the episode. Uh, some zoomers started talking to him and like were telling him about how they liked his show. And then he opened up and started talking about things he's done. And then I became more interested in who he was. And like before that, I felt like he just sat there mostly and didn't say much. But um, he sounds like he could be interesting. And in his show concept that he was explaining about how it, it was like a show that was about mundane things that didn't actually get put on the air, but somebody could see it. Was that part of the thing you're talking about, Tooch? No, that was something different. Tutorial? But no, it's like, so that's something different. Alan Tutorial is just a co completely wild uh, bit bit that he did does on um, her YouTube yeah, channel. But uh, yeah, I think like his his um, his engagement with the show is similar to Whitmer Thomas, like that level of engagement where it's kind of you know takes a backseat a bit. You know, definitely definitely more of a supporting role. Yeah, you know, and not. Um, I dig that. 
I dig it too. I think I, I, li- I like that a lot. That's when, when we talk about these, you know, these middling episodes, these episodes that are kind of, um, you know, bookended by specials or, or, or live performances, um, guests like Alan, um, just make me feel comfortable. It's like really cozy. And, um, we need, we need episodes like this. And I think we need guests like, like Alan Resnick. Um, I think that's just part of the, the larger picture of office hours. Um, and it's how they, I think it's like how you achieve longevity. You know, we, we say that a lot too. Like you can't just have these bangers every week. Um, and that's not a slight on this type of episode. Um, it's, it's a a compliment. Um, and I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, and then, and again, this episode had the dance contest. It had, uh, it had a special, at a kind of more, not ser- not a super serious conversation, but it, going back to kind of the Rogan world stuff, we had Sarah Aniano, maybe that's how you say it, who was um, on to talk about her interesting uh, studies that she's doing. Um, so, you know, not, not to really go down too much of that hole again, but she kind of um, brought some new... Um, scholarly uh sort of study academic sort of uh look at uh some of these things we've been talking about did you guys enjoy that conversation i did i wanted more but i feel like she Mm -hmm. was just you know tim quickly said a few things and i feel like she didn't really get to explain exactly you know, get into much of her specialties of like what she's discovered through the study. She mostly just was interesting. And I was, I enjoyed hearing that she exists and like there is people studying these comet threads and, and, and pulling uh, information that maybe can be useful uh, to learn from. But uh, also it seems like a tough bit of studying to put yourself through and, uh, you know, I, I guess I I wanted to hear more about it, and we it was kind of quick, so uh, that's all I'll say. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think when it was like kind of introduced of what she would you know what she was going to be talking about, I was maybe thinking I'd get a little deeper kind of stuff. Maybe is maybe that's what you're saying. Maybe maybe we agree yeah. on that. Just like oh, we're gonna get some crazy. Uh, statistics or I don't even know but she's great I mean she's uh she's uh very cool she's a babe and uh you know I thought she was an a nice person <laughs> easy easy <laughs> listen what whatever you know I mean she's she's you know it was just it was a nice segment you know because she had a lot of nice things to say and um you know, we, well, there's some fucking pigs on this show sometimes that come up on the screen, you know, like some just absolute horrible uh, looking people. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Horrible I, I, looking. I'm just kidding. Everybody's beautiful. We had, you know, we had we had sexy dancers this episode. You know, we got K, you know, it, you know, half naked dancing, which I thought was a scandalous uh, submission. And then um, lots of uh, lots. Of, I, I'm just rewatching some okay. of these other dances that people did, and um, I, you know, I'm gonna say again, these dances are great. I think it must have been really hard to 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 narrow these down to five. 
I think I think I probably would have put in one of these more subtle dance performances um, in there as well. I don't, I don't I don't know if you guys had that feeling when you're watching. There were some that were just like a little simpler and subtler, but were like funny and uh, and other ones that had a lot of production value. That too. late the late edition, yeah, was 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 really interesting. I liked that one. Uh, oh, you like the. A- I did. I did. I thought it was kind of cool. It was kind of trippy. Oh yeah, there was a once that had like that. There was like proper editing and stuff. Fucking like Brian was... Benelli did a full like three D animation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was someone that came on later. Is that who you're talking about? Who was? It was a person that did like the they. Th- I don't know. Tim thought it was like a Better Call Saul intro thing, but it was. I think it was just like black and white. A person in their work. Is that the one you're talking about, Tucci? With the mop. Yeah, that was. The, they the all one. liked that one. Right. I wasn't yeah. impressed with it. I was sort of just like, okay, you're dancing with your mop, but maybe the the idea of that cute. they put yeah. work into it is sure. more special than. Just but it's a, a dance contest. Great. It kind of got into a short film competition by the end, didn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Speaking okay. of Brian Benelli, um, just because it reminded me, he came on the show last night after the drop concert because he he did some work on the drop concert for the guys, and um, he. He showed he had he drew a picture of uh, Dom the Deadhead and it, it was his background and they <laughs> they started talking about it and Tim was like you should Tom. do you should do some sort of like art show for the you know for the Patreon like some sort of like weird little they're making these little side shows I guess they're 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 thinking about it I think they're always I have a feeling that they're thinking hey let's get some of the community to give us some content. Um, that they'll just be like happy to do it like for free or for very little and to take some of that off of our shoulders. So Tim was like, Hey, you should do like a, an art show where you show people how to draw or something. And I had thought while they were saying that I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. But there's a lot of like, it doesn't just have to be Benelli. You got Sarah Reeds, you got Ellie, you got all these people that make uh, specific, you know, office hours art. And you even have, you know, you have all sorts of visual artists on there. That's, a ton. A you ton have a of ton them. of visual artists. So my suggestion to the boys is if you want to do some sort of art show, reach out to the community and don't just have it be the Benelli show. Have it just be like art from the community and have different yeah. people say things or do things or just have a, a show that's all about art or something. How would you... Yeah, I, I agree. I think like an art show is, is an interesting idea. Maybe something you do monthly or quarterly or whatever. How, how would you like, um, how would you share that? They, like, I mean, for- they were talking about, they were saying, oh, maybe Benelli could like, he, he was saying like during an episode of Office Hours or something. They, they were kind of spitballing. But I was like, okay. oh, if you have, if you have, um, you could have like, let's just say you had three or four different visual artists that are all drawing something on at one time. Maybe they could each talk about like a different part of the process. Maybe somebody talks about how they start. Maybe somebody talks about like coloring or outlining, or maybe somebody talks about finishing or, you know, I don't, I don't know, just anything. I mean, you could really do anything, but it might be, it might be cool to include more of the community that is very much, uh, you know, Sarah Reed's made the fucking album cover for the first drop concert. So mm-hmm. I would think she would want to get involved and she, and she speaks well, we've had her on this podcast and like, you know, Benelli's a, obviously a, a very uh, affable guy, if you remember him, but um, so, and he, I think he works closely with the guys on, on some different stuff. So uh, yeah, my suggestion to Matt and the boys is open that up. 
um, to, to all the artists in the community and, and anybody that wants to, you know, maybe contribute. If you opened that door, I bet you a lot of people would say, if you said, Hey, we're having like an art show. If anybody who wants to be involved, if they have something to say, or they have something to show or share or something, I, maybe that would I would think that, uh, if they were going to do something, they could do something like with the dance off where they have the community enter things in and then people are now judging it or Oof. I don't know and, if you uh, want to do uh, that. Well, I, I don't necessarily think it's a great idea, but I know that they like to make ideas that don't go too far outside the realm of the show, and they like to include things to push more shows. Well, no, and, and they were they were now. saying they were saying they want like they want like more content for the Patreon, like more like like uh, mm -hmm. the compound, like they want like more shows. You know how they were giving that boy Devin a show a while back? Like, let's give him a show. Like Tim's always wants to like, give people shows. And I think, I think it's really, they just want content for the community well, uh, for Patreon. Maybe could start just a gallery where people can submit art that could sit on a page that people could look at. Yeah, you know, I think you're, you'd have to have heard what they were talking about. They were talking about like a show. It wasn't, this was like, you know, this was not, it was, they weren't just talking generally about art. This guy mm -hmm. Benelli was like talking about his talking through his painting and stuff. And they were like, this should be a show like this should be painting with Benelli or something. You know what I mean? Like, a, mm. so and yeah. I was like, maybe, but I was like, it'd be better if you had you could do a show like that, but just have more of the great artists. Um, let's just. Re oh, Tucci. Tucci just texted and said 30 second pee break. I was going to say, let's just fucking wrap this up. Well, we got um, an Uncle Phil discussion. You're right. Quickly. You're right. Quickly, uh, Uncle Phil, um, big, long letter to Elizabeth Dole. Another dead celebrity recently that we're addressing here as well with this bit. Too. Yeah, celebrity. I don't know. Bob Dole is, you know. But, yeah, I mean, this is just a Phil... You know, that, I think that's kind of the point of this one is for Phil to shit on Bob Dole. But uh, what was your enjoyment level of this, Joe? I liked this. I was laughing a lot. And, you know, I, I, on a second um, partake of listening back to the episode, I, I enjoyed listening to this all over again, even though hmm. I knew what the thing was. Like I had seen it visually and then on a listen back, I was like, really laughing about it and it it i think i i laugh more when everyone else is also laughing too like tim was really having some good chuckles during it and mm -hmm. a lot of times it's, it's you know contagious that laughter and it got me again like a second listen so it was a, i felt like a really strong funny strange bit that was so silly and it, you know i could imagine the whole thing the whole date experience and you know and uh yeah it was it was a another great gem of a, a bit there for phil i i would say braun dole go tucci Thoughts? <laughs> loved it it's loved a it. it's a good braun um it's <laughs> just uh um, put, put it on the list i you know it's on the list i i unexpected yeah. but not surprised it's uh that's good. I loved it. I'm going to say that it's, I didn't, I don't think I loved it as much as you guys. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I, I didn't think it was like an absolute banger, but I thought it was good. Uh, you know, I thought it was I a little, it, I mean, I think the premise of it is 
funny, but I kind of mm. kind of could see where it was going to go and it kind of went where I thought it might go. So the un, the predictability factor for me, the idea of that in general is the thing that I think is very funny. But then the whole like walk through the letter and, it, you know, the whole long thing maybe wasn't an absolute banger for me. I thought it was good. Okay. I thought it was it's, top, top stuff, but not, you know, not five out of five. I should say, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I am. I, that's, I don't know if it's the best brawn, but it's, um, it's good. Yeah. Phil stuff is solid. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. At this you point, know, Phil has. A, I have a. I have a very high expectation for Phil. So when things sure. are just, I'm, when I'm not shitting my pants with joy and laughter, uh, you know, that's you know, I, I have to knock a little point off for Phil. But he's got a lot to uh, to live up to. Um, I, I think s- this was a, a solid one because of the imagery, the the pictures of you know the, the woman, and then we got a few shots of Bob Dole like thrown in there and like mm-hmm. they were ready cueing some of that vi- like uh visual things i felt like yeah once really you yeah once along. you see the picture of elizabeth dole like it's not you know it's just funny because it's not it's not like she's like she's just looks like a normal old, old normal woman you know what i mean it's just like it's lot it's not like it's it's just very silly and you could almost see a guy like Phil Braun. I don't know. It's like believable that he would have a crush on Elizabeth Dole or something. Like I, he, I don't know. Like that's, he that's also what, showed up in his his fedora, and it was very silly. Oh uh, yeah, his outfit was his, outrageous. His, outfit. Yeah. his uh, outfit was outrageous. Extra points for the outfit. Um, I do want to mention you, Joe. You said something about contagious laughter. I have to just shout out something that happened last night. One one more quick thing that's worth a watch in the drop concert. In the Q&A, late in the Q&A, Tim brought up the new Woody Allen movie, um, which I forget what it's called, like something's festival or uh, Rinkin's festival. It's some, Woody Allen's still making movies Rifkin, with people. Rifkin, yeah. I, I think Rifkin. I I scanned through while you were talking earlier and I saw a clip of it. Yeah, it so had, it has it had that one guy in it. It has the guy from... Uh, Princess, Princess Bride. Bride, who says inconceivable, and and yes. Doug had that drop, so they played the trailer, and Doug like just hit the drop, like when it cut away from the guy, so it just sounded like he was saying inconceivable within the trailer, like his voice sounds exactly the same, and they did yeah. the so like Tim was like oh god we got to do this, and so they like started from the head of the trailer and did the whole like three minute trailer with Doug just hitting inconceivable like about once every 30 seconds like planning it out when there was like a little moment for him to squeeze it in and tim was cackling i mean it was talk about contagious laughter they those guys were like crying laughing it was very funny that's worth a a skim to that point and watch i've kind of just spoiled it but listening to that like organically as was happening last night was fucking funny um again can you point point us to where yeah so that little part tucci is at the towards the very very tail end of the drop concert three you know two hour 45 minute thing you can scroll once you see uh i forget his name but they mentioned it a bunch um but he's the the little weasley guy from um princess bride um who's starring in the new woody allen movie if that tells you anything about how woody allen's doing these days um so uh that's gonna do it all right we're gonna wrap this up um, we don't have any other thoughts, right? 
No, I don't want to talk about the spitting pastor. That's we'll just skip it. It's gross. Okay, I don't even remember. No, that, that that definitely that? got me gagging a little bit. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Let's not, oh let's, no! Let's leave fuck it, leave that! It, fuck let's that. Leave it there. That is so and, bad. Yeah, no, and that the pound was cast not, not worth showing. The pound cast. I would say I, the the one episode that we meant to talk about before mm-hmm. with uh, with the the prank call guy. That was a good listen. So great. That. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. When we were running these two episodes together, it's very go. hard to squeeze in the old pounder. Uh, but you know, we love you, Doug. Doug, we love you. We love you, Doug. Um, and I, I'll just want to just want to say, I was just thinking while my fucking thing was like converting this file that I do want to just give a shout out. I think everybody's been really like top notch, top notch Vic, top notch Doug, top notch Matt. Top notch. He's Tim. getting good. He's getting better. I I agree. What's going I'll on? Say Vic is killing He's more it. Comfortable. Vic is comfortable. Vic is confident. Vic is doing bits. He's acting his ass off. He had me scared, Vic, when he. <sighs> you know, I was microdosing is working. Yeah, keep taking those little shroom gummies, buddy. <laughs> um. So yeah, thanks to the boys. Really good job. Matt, looks like you're feeling good and you're looking good and you got nice glasses looking going. Very good. Days. Like those glasses on Matt. Oh, love them. They're nice. Love glassed Matt. Nice thick rim. Wes, Luke, looking great. Sounding good too. Sounding good. Hey, we get the another another visual note is we have the office hours logo now kind of superimposed onto the video. Oh, I see that. that. What, I heard them talking about that in the pre-show it It was like happening behind i heard them discussing it a really long pre-show where they spoiled a pimento loaf even though gotcha i I watched it afterwards but i will say this i will say that you know i someone who has uh worked in branding uh many years um i appreciate that i think there is like i i do like the neon sign in the background and now and you know i think like a month ago i was thinking I wish it was in focus more. I wish it was a bit clearer. Um, and they, I think that's kind of what they're going for. They kind of want to keep that on the screen and, and you know. Yeah, I think sense, it looks, it makes I, think it looks I think it looks bad. Now, um, it looks bad. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing, though. Here, here's, here's my note is that. Get rid of that border. When we, when we talk about branding, um, that office hours neon sign and their merchandise has that has that look and feel the uh the podcast uh avatar has a completely different look and then this is all being hosted on tim's youtube channel it's so a you have fucking three, mess it's it's it could use a, a cleanup and then maybe that's something to think about and if you need a consultant yeah tucci's always looking for work so hit him up and he'll get back to you someday next year um <laughs> No, uh, yeah. Well, you guys could use a little tightening with the design work. You got you got things coming from all over the place. I'm sure you don't care. The community doesn't really care. Don't give a somebody, shit. Like, somebody like Tucci does care because he's uh, he, he likes things clean and tidy and all working together. But I don't think that's really the aesthetic of Office Hours. Honestly. Yeah, that's a lot of people say that. A lot of people say, "Hey, it's not really our thing." No, you we're know, just we're kind of a mess. Well, just deal well, with it. Yeah, it shouldn't. Yeah, you know, big clean. Just, you know, clean like uh, symmetry between the things. Like doesn't yeah. This, if, if, if you're I, mess, it's, if, it's like the I honestly think like the new intro is like a little too unoffice hoursy. I've, I've come around on it. 
We but talked like, about that before. It's like it's but... too clean. It's too normal. So agree to disagree. But if you do want to see what Tucci's talking about, go to MikeTucci.com so you can see all of his clean shit and how he cleans things for different podcast products, uh, floor cleaners, and uh, record labels, and all sorts of shit. And Joe, keeping it clean over on Joseph Allen Art on Instagram. Um, A different style of cleanliness in Joe's artwork, but one that exists and uh you can find me on the you know i'm running around on uh, my uh on the twitter here which is wlhf pod i think on twitter if you ever want to talk to us or ask us a question you can do it there and uh we'll see you sometime soon we don't know um, a lot of content so we'll uh we'll try to do these when we can hopefully we'll have another one next week uh but thanks for listening Have a great show. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.